0: Good morning and welcome to God Talks in a Living Way. As always, we'll start our journey with a verse of Holy Scripture, a devotion from God calling, and curriculum from A Course in Miracles. A verse. Hurry with your answer, God. I'm nearly at the end of my rope. Don't turn away. Don't ignore me. That would be certain death. If you wake me each morning with the sound of your loving voice, I'll go to sleep each night trusting in you. Point out the road I must travel. I'm all ears, all eyes, before you. Save me from my enemies. God, you're my only hope. Teach me how to live to please you. Because you're my God. Lead me by your blessed spirit into clear and level pasture land. Psalm 143. Eight. God call us. Jesus the Conqueror, Jesus, that is the name by which you conquer, Jesus, not as cringing suppliants, but as those recognizing a friend, say my name, Jesus, thou shalt call his name, Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And in that word sins, read not only vice and degradation, but doubts and fears and tempers and despondencies, impatience, lack of love and big and little things. Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. The very uttering of the name lifts the soul away from petty valley irritations to mountain heights. He shall save his people from their sins. Savior and friend, joy bringer and rescuer, leader and God. Jesus. Do you need delivering from cowardice, from adverse circumstances, from poverty, from failure, from weakness? There is none other name whereby you can be saved. Jesus, say it often. Claim the power it brings. Course in Miracles, Chapter 6, Section 8 To have peace Teach peace to learn it All who believe in separation have a basic fear of retaliation and abandonment They believe in attack and rejection So that is what they perceive and teach and learn These insane ideas are clearly the result of dissociation and projection. What you teach, you are, but it is quite apparent that you can teach wrongly and can therefore teach yourself wrong. Many thought I was attacking them, even though it was apparent I was not. An insane learner learned strange lessons. What you must recognize is that when you do not share a thought system, you are weakening it. Those who believe in it therefore perceive this as an attack on them. This is because everyone identifies himself with his thought system. And every thought system centers on what you believe you are. If the center of the thought system is true, only truth extends from it. But if a lie is at its center, only deception proceeds from it. All good teachers realize that only fundamental change will last, but they do not begin at that level. Strengthening motivation for change is their first and foremost goal. It is also their last and final one. Increasing motivation for change in the learner is all that a teacher need to do to guarantee change. Change in motivation is a change of mind, and this will inevitably produce fundamental change because the mind is fundamental. The first step in the reversal or undoing process is the undoing of getting concept. Accordingly, the Holy Spirit's first lesson was to have, give all to all. I said that this is apt to increase conflict temporarily. And we can clarify this still further now. At this point, the equality of having and being is not yet perceived. Until it is, having appears to be the opposite of giving. Therefore, The first lesson seems to contain a contradiction since it is being learned by a conflicted mind. This means conflicting motivation, and so the lesson cannot be learned consistently as yet. Further, the mind of the learner projects its own conflict, and thus does not perceive consistently in the minds of others, making him suspicious of their motivation. this is the real reason why, in many respects, the first lesson is the hardest to learn. Still strongly aware of the ego in yourself and responding primarily to the ego in others, you're being taught to react to both as if what you do believe is not true. Upside down, as always, the ego perceives the first lesson as insane. In fact, this is its only alternative since the other possibility, which would be much less acceptable to it, would obviously be that it is insane. The ego's judgment here, as always, is predetermined by what it is. The fundamental change will still occur with the change of mind in the thinker. Meanwhile, The increasing clarity of the Holy Spirit's voice makes it impossible for the learner not to listen. For a time, then, he's receiving conflicting messages and accepting both. The way out of conflict between two opposing thought systems is clearly to choose one and relinquish the other. If you identify with your thought system and you cannot escape this, And if you accept two thought systems, which are in complete disagreement, peace of mind is impossible. If you teach both, which will you surely do as long as you accept both? You're teaching conflict and learning it. Yet, you do want peace, or you would not have called upon the voice for peace to help you. His lesson is not insane. The conflict is. There can be no conflict between sanity and insanity. Only one is true. And therefore only one is real. The ego tries to persuade you that it is up to you to decide which voice is true. But the Holy Spirit teaches you that truth was created by God. And your decision cannot change it. As you begin to realize the quiet power of the Holy Spirit's voice. And it's perfect consistency. It must dawn on your mind that you are trying to undo a decision that was irrevocably made for you. That is why I suggested before that you remind yourself to allow the Holy Spirit to decide for God for you. You are not asked to make insane decisions, although you can think you are. It must, however, be insane to believe that it is up to you to decide what God's creations are. The Holy Spirit perceives the conflict exactly as it is. Therefore, his second lesson is to have peace. Teach peace to learn it. This is still a preliminary step since having and being are still not equated. It is, however, more advanced than the first step, which is really only the beginning of the thought reversal. The second step is a positive affirmation of what you want. This then is a step in the direction out of conflict, since it means that alternatives have been considered and one has been chosen as more desirable. Nevertheless the term more desirable still implies that the desirable has degrees. Therefore, although this step is essential for the ultimate decision, it is clearly not the final one. Lack of order of difficulty in miracles has not yet been accepted because nothing is difficult that is holy desire. To desire holy is to create. And creating cannot be difficult if God himself created you as a creator. The second step, then, is still perceptual. Although it is a giant step toward the unified perception that reflects God's knowing. As you take this step and hold this direction, you will be pushing toward the center of your thought system. Where the fundamental change will occur. At the second step, progress is intermittent, but the second step is easier than the first because it follows, realizing that it must follow is a demonstration of a growing awareness that the Holy Spirit will lead you on.